Come on, I think that we need to give the one who's worthy of all the glory and honor and praise. Let's get on our feet and let's celebrate Jesus for all that he has done. Come on, you need to fill this house. Hallelujah. Woo! We praise you, Lord. Woo! You are so good, God. God, as great as it's been, we're going to stand on these declarations that you're not done and that greater days await us. Hallelujah, God. Thank you for your faithfulness. And God, I pray that when you look down at this house, uh, we're oftentimes a house of misfit toys, are we not? But God, in your grace and your mercy and your kindness, you use broken, flawed, jacked up people to be the carriers of your gospel, your story. And so God, until you call us home, until the the trumpet sounds or we breathe our last breath, God, I pray that you would know that we are bound and determined to fill this earth with the glory of the Lord. God, I pray that we would make it difficult in Kendall and Bandera and Comal and Gillespie and other counties around us. God, make it difficult for people to die and go to hell. God, if we believe in Jesus, may we run with a fire and a passion and a desire to see every man and woman, boy and girl, also come to a saving knowledge of the goodness of God. So God, we celebrate you. We are so thankful for you. It's in your holy, awesome name we pray. Everybody in this house said, amen. Thank you. You can be saying, hey, listen, my name is Jason Brown and I am the pastor of this house. And thank you guys for not changing the locks. They changed the code. I couldn't get in the door to my office, but I could get in the the side door. And so I walked in and simply said, Hey, I'm here and I need money. I just wanted to see if they would help somebody in need. Amen. And sure enough, they will. They didn't give me any, but we help people. Amen. Hey, I want to do something before we dive into it. And you guys, listen, if you're a guest of ours today, welcome. But you picked a bad Sunday to come because I've not preached in three months. And so here's the deal. We've ordered food trucks. They're pulling up right now. And you can grab a slice of pizza or a burger and then we may just keep on. Hey, y'all remember when churches sometimes went all day and we didn't gripe or complain about it? Well, sometimes we did, right? But But you just know that when the Holy Ghost is loose, sometimes you just don't want to leave his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, I'm going to do this. I need all of my staff. If you are on our team, you are uh, uh, one of our pastors or leaders uh, on our team, our staff. I want y'all to come join me on the platform right now. Denise, I see you. Come on, Denise. Denise, don't make me call your name, Denise. Come on up here right now. I need all of my staff. Don, come from the back. If any of my staff are in the atrium, shame on you. You should be in here listening and worshiping. Amen. Y'all come on up here. Stand right here in the front right here. Will y'all do that? Come on up. Don't be shy. Don't be embarrassed. Come on up. Right here. Let's go. Come on right here. That means right here. Come on. That means right here. Right here. Guys, I want you to see these people right here. Come on, Joe. Hey, I didn't know Joe. She, she came on our staff while I was gone. And we are so grateful. Where's your family? I need to, where's your family? Where's Joe's right there? Why are you on the back? That's all right. Hey, I, hey, 1910, here's the deal. 
Pastor Angie said this, but you saw in the video also that we showed today, a kind of a recap of this summer. Uh, I was visiting with, with Randy and Linda. I said, hey, y'all need to bring us up to speed. We don't know. Listen, I got to be honest with you. Confession of a pastor right now. I didn't watch a church service all summer. I didn't. So um, I, I just kind of took it. But w- when we were getting caught up on what took place this summer, they were feeling, they were showing us. I said, guys, you did more than, than what we've ever done here. And so we're going to be gone for three more months this fall. And so, uh, no, just kidding. But these guys in church family, I know that you know what I'm talking about. They were faithful. They continue to run hard with the gospel. Hey, they continue to love on you guys and create opportunities for community at lake days. And we did summer camps and things of that. Hey, this, the building looks better, Corey, Sean, I think, than it's ever looked before. I mean, it's nice. I felt like I was at the Cracker Barrel out front with rocking chairs on the front patio. Let's play some checkers, right? You guys have been champions. You've been a warrior. There have been times in which it might have been WWE around here as well at each other's neck. But here's the deal. I want you to know that I believe today, and this is no joke, and I'm not just blowing smoke. I believe that heaven is smiling on you today because you guys have continued to wave the banner of Jesus Christ, and you've been faithful. You've been faithful. So I know that there's a group of people that are out here on this, in, in, in the audience today that want to stand on their feet right now and thank this team for their faithfulness and for all that they've done and for running. Come on. Come on. You yell louder at a football game. Let's raise the roof. I love you guys. Y'all are awesome. Awesome. I love you guys. This is a great team. But here's the deal. Uh, these guys, you guys have been a part of it with them, but I just want to give honor where honors due. Pastor Angie and I have not done jack squat for three months, but these men and women have, amen? And I want to thank you guys, okay? So, okay, go get the food trucks ready because we're going to need to eat, okay? Hallelujah. They are awesome. It is so good, so good. 17 years. Wow, thank you for pastors and that has sent in videos to honor us. And, and we are blessed. Listen, 1910 is connected with some of the greatest kingdom builders around the world. You need to know that. You need to know that Pastor Angie and I are not just flipping through the People magazine and, and I'll just say, what should we do? No, no. We are connected with some of the greatest men and women of God and of faith. And it is an honor for us to partner with other networks of churches in order to advance the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm out of shape. I'm breathing hard. This is hard. When you've not preached in three months, it's hard on a fat guy. Listen, I know that I promised you guys that I was going to eat great, get in shape this summer. I'd lied. I did not. I did not. And so I ate crap. I ate a lot of it. Okay. But that's okay. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. Amen. But, uh, but I'm thankful for men and women that have pushed us forward. We've spent enormous amounts of time with, with pastors, literally from West Virginia to, to Florida, uh, Alabama, Dow. I mean, we've been with some incredible leaders. We've been overseas and met pastors and, and just heard what God is doing to the ends of the earth. And so we are thrilled to be back. Now, listen, here's the deal. 
I'm not going to share with you what's happened the last three months today. I'm not. Okay. So if you want to schedule coffee and pie, I love pie, buttermilk and blueberry. I don't need whipped cream or ice cream, just pie. Okay. Um, but if you, uh, we, we look forward over this, Pastor Angie said over the next several weeks to share with you some, just some nuggets that God has shown us, but please know this, the three months were a blessing to our family. Okay. Not only Angie and I, but our girls, we were able to spend some time together as a family. And, uh, it's just, thank you guys for believing in us enough. So we're going to share stories about walking with lions. We're going to share stories about what you're giving through this house is doing through, through ministries like what we saw in Malawi. Uh, but it is good and we can't wait to get caught up. But I do want to share some things with you today since we're all here. Is that okay if I share a few nuggets with you today? But, but you know, 17 years and we are celebrating, you know, we, 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 in, in our lives, we, we have those moments throughout a calendar year in which we do oftentimes look back and reflect, right? For those of us that are getting older, we know that every birthday causes us to look back and say, oh my gosh, you know, wow, this another time around the sun, you know, a circle. But, but we have New Year's is coming up, right? My daughters remind me, it's, I think, 14 Fridays, 15 Fridays left till Christmas. And so I don't know what that means. I'm like, y'all are old enough to buy your own stuff now. But um, um, I mean, things that Santa doesn't bring, right? By the way, where are all of our boys and girls here? Come on, where are you at, kids? You guys make some noise. We're so glad that you guys are in the room today. Awesome. Um, I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, what, where was I going? Christmas and fudge or buttermilk pie, something like that. But we have those times in which we look back. We'll do that here in a few months as we think about a new year and forth. So I think it's good. In fact, I have a, a, a verse of scripture today. I have three, but this one's a bonus one. It's not on the screens and it's not believe me. It's in, it's in the book of Psalm chapter 89. But, but when I think about an anniversary in 17 and all this, I, I, this Psalm 89 one says, I will sing of the Lord's unfailing love forever. Young and old will hear of your faithfulness. You know, one of the things that I admire about the Jewish culture was the, the, the idea that for, for their existence, they've always told stories and they've remembered the faithfulness and the goodness of God. Woe be that generation where we stop talking about God's goodness and his faithfulness and, and we fail to pass down. Come on, has God been good to anybody in this room? You see, he's good to us and our responsibility is to pass that on and share. And so, I, I, although I don't want us to be a um, prisoner to our past, it's always good to look back and see how God has proven his faithfulness. Come on, somebody. This thing started in April of 2006, and we launched our first Sunday service 17 years ago with about 20 families, 20 families that, 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 that had a vision for God to do something new here in Bernie, Texas. Hey, listen, 20, uh, 17 years ago, Bernie, Texas was very, very traditional. In fact, some of y'all are saying, it still is. Right? Some of y'all are mad. Gone forever, right? It was very traditional. We had a church of every flavor, every denomination. 
And we were sent out with the vision. We were sent out by a church. You need to know that because healthy churches plant healthy churches. Churches bless and send out. And we were sent out with the vision to reach people who had no spiritual home or place to connect. In fact, can I just, I want to ask a question. I want to ask you several questions today. Uh, First of all, what's in your wallet? No, that's a wrong question. That's a TV commercial. How many of you, 1910 has been a place where, first of all, maybe you were saved or baptized. Would you stand up? Stand up. In this house, you got saved. Come on. Just stay standing. Come on. Hallelujah. Look at that. Stay standing. If 20 people wouldn't have had a vision, there's a good chance. I'm not saying God's not, he can do anything, but God used this house to minister. How many of you had given up on church and 1910 was the first church you came back to? So everybody say, in such a long time, you, you were wounded, hurt, and you'd given up on church. I want you to stand up and join this group if that's your story. Look at that. Okay. Amen. I love that. Hey, how many of you have, have had God do a work in your life? Maybe uh, a relationship that was strained or stress was restored. Marriage gone wrong, a prodigal child or, or, or daughter, and, and God did a work there. Stand up. Maybe you had some sort of physical healing or miracle take place in your life. I want you to stand up. Hey, hey maybe you were jobless, homeless, and you saw God step in and intervene during your time in this house in some form or fashion. Come on, somebody. Look around and see right now how God is using this place. Amen. You guys can be seated. 20 families with a vision. They saw you. Pastor Allen nailed it while ago. This building is paid for. We have no debt. That there were families years ago that said, you know what? We have always been the recipients of someone else is paying it forward. This is our time now. And you know why? You sit here today because of their faithfulness. Come on, somebody. Aren't you thankful that people saw, they saw this community the way that God sees this community. Man, I could tell you stories about when we were portable. We started out 17 years ago. Our very first service was at Bernie Middle School North. Where are you at, North? Anybody go to North? Yep. Uh, you went there. Yeah, the Harris Boys. I'm surprised that place still standing after y'all's history there. You know, it's amazing. Praise Jesus. Uh, but no, but, but we started there 17 years ago. We started there and we moved to Champion High School eventually because we just outgrew it all. How many joined us at Champion High School? Anybody? I could tell you stories of, 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 of trailers with our equipment during those days while we were portable being stolen the night before. And us showing up on Sunday morning to pull the trailers to set up church and there'd be nothing there but God's faithfulness. We still met, we still set it up, we still preached and we sang, we taught kids about Jesus and we just continued. God's faithful. I can tell you how you saw Greg Lewis, one of our missionaries up on the screen. I can tell you how after our, at our one year celebration, we challenged our church. Hey, we want to go on a missions trip to Uganda, Africa. There are seven of us that want to go and, 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 and we need to raise $21,000. Actually, we need to raise 20. We raised 21. And we sent seven missionaries to Africa. I could tell you story 
after so I could tell you the story about how we paid cash for this land while we were still meeting at a school and we didn't we didn't know when or how we were going to build here in fact the very first thing we put on this property was that cross out front we built that cross there actually we did there was a gentleman in our community named Randall Russ who built that cross he said, Pastor, he said, are you going to put a cross up anywhere at your church? I said, absolutely. He said, I think I have a tree. He said, I got a tree I had an eye on for some time. And, 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 I'm gonna go, and he, he harvested that tree. And that, tree's about, that cross is about 19 feet above ground. There's about seven of it below the ground. And, and that cross has long stood out front. When we were building this building, I'll never forget it. People said, what's going in there, a movie theater? I'm going, come on, bro. There's a freaking cross out front. What do you mean movie theater? Well, this is long before the chosen and angel networks. I mean, they thought there was going to be a house of movies for God anyway. Um, but I could tell you how, and you're the story today. You're the reason we celebrate because your lives have been changed. I can tell you how you're building churches in largest Muslim country in the world right now. I can tell you how you've, you have sponsored to come alongside boys and girls in a deprived area, and you're giving them an opportunity to get at least one good meal a day and an education so that they can change their destiny. We could go on and on and talk about the influence we've had in this community over the years. So it's good to look back and to remember the faithfulness of God. But listen, it's not about buildings and it's not about money and it's not about the stuff that we see and experience. Listen, we are here today because people matter, matter. And so if you are a guest of ours today, I am thrilled that you're here today because I want you to hear some things about who we are where we've come from, we're not going to stay there, but we're going to move forward because we do believe that the best is yet to come. And we believe that the times demand right now more than ever before that the church of God, the people of God get serious about the Holy Spirit's domination of their life. And we put him on display for people to see. One person agrees with me. Thanks. Thanks, Angie. She wrote that part of the sermon, so I knew she would like it. I knew she would like it. 17. It's great. I, I don't know if you're into numbers, uh, but I, I looked up to see what that number 17 meant biblically. If there was any type of significance for the number 17. You know what the biblical significance of the number 17 is? Complete victory and overcoming the enemies. Drop the mic. Are you hearing what's happening here today? This is a year of complete victory. This is a year of somebody overcoming the enemy. Oh, and, and, and hey, can I just share something with you? People are not the enemy. The enemy's the enemy. In fact, I'm just going to be transparent. Can I be transparent with you? Oh, man. Before I left this summer, somebody gave me a journal to journal. Lots of pages. I hate writing. 
I had a stroke about seven years ago, and writing is a struggle for me. It really is. I prefer to hunt and peck and tie. But somebody gave me a journal before I left on sabbatical, and there's a title on the cover of this journal, List of People I Want to Punch in the Face. (laughs) Have you ever been there? You ever been put out with people? Is there somebody right now you'd like to fill in in my journal? I got some blank. She got her hand raised right there. I I set out this summer with this journal. Rich, I showed it to you. A list of people I want to punch in the face. You ever been there? I got to be honest with you. If I let my flesh creep up within me, I could fill this journal up plus another one. But can I show you what God showed me? Can I read you some of it? You want to know some names? You're not going to find any. Because you know why? People aren't my enemy. People aren't the enemy. The enemy's the enemy. The devil's the enemy. Not your neighbor, not your husband, not your child that you thought at one point was a gift of God. Now you think they're of the devil. No, the devil's the enemy, not another human being on this earth. And I just want to remind somebody of something this year that I believe today and this year is a new, it it sets a new course for you because you need victory. You need to overcome the enemy. And let me just remind you of what it says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Sorry, another verse. You don't have it on the screens. But it says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Do you know what that means? That God is greater than the devil. That those of us who have Jesus Christ in us possess everything we need for complete victory. We have everything we need to overcome the enemy. Listen, when you say yes to Jesus, and many of you just stood up, you've done that. The Holy Spirit of God is planted in your life. Come on, you receive the Spirit of God at the moment you say, Jesus, save me. Not when you go through a set of confirmation classes. Not when you're baptized. Not when you begin to to speak in tongues. You are filled with the Spirit of God at the moment you say yes to Jesus. And at that moment, you have everything you need for 17, for complete victory, for overcoming the enemy. Now, the challenge is what are you going to let the Spirit of God do in your life? How are you going to let him rise up? Because people aren't the enemy. They're not. The Lord showed me that. Lord, show me that. It's blank pages. So if you need this journal, you can have it, but you need to listen to what I'm saying right now. People aren't that. I believe that this is a year of fresh beginnings and new starts for someone here today. Because listen, you've let the enemy chirp in your ear far too long. That you're too bad, you've done this, you're too far gone, you'll never amount to anything. They've said this about you, so it must be true. I'm telling you, No, that's not the way your heavenly father sees you. God doesn't see you that way. I think I've got a screen that speaks to that. Your past does not define you. God does. 
In fact, uh, I, I, we, we have uh, Linda Seidler, who was one of the ladies. We have her little cards here. Shout out, hashtag Linda Seidler daily. Um, today is the 10th. And I look over as I'm getting ready, and, and, and my wife reminds me of this today. But listen to what it says on day 10. You may have failed, but you're not a failure. It's what you did, not who you are. Somebody needs to hear that today because you feel as if, for whatever reason, maybe people have spoken that. It's just the devil that said, you know what? You did that. You're dirty. You're rotten. You're a scoundrel. You'll never amount to anything. I'm telling you, your past does not define you. God does. This is 17. This is complete victory. This is a day of overcoming and a year of overcoming enemies. Hey, those obstacles that you're facing, would you just let the Spirit of God do something through you this year? And watch. Hey, listen. Joy will come in the morning. Your darkness will turn to joy. Your weeping will stop. And I'm telling you, there's a greater day for every one of you. There is. I believe that. I believe that. And I hope you will join me in this journey. Wow. This house has always been about transformation. This house has always been about bringing people to the Lord and and letting them see who he is. I love transformation. In fact, I believe several years ago, that might have been our word for the year. We, we, we always have a word for the year that kind of sets our, our trajectory where we're going. And I believe that several years ago, we had that word transformation. I love transformation. Scripture speaks to that. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things pass away and all things become new. Don't we love transformation? We love new things. We take old stuff and make them look new. We, we love transformation. Here's what I'm convinced of. This house, this house has always been a place of transformation. This house says 1910 church, a church for the city. Listen, I want to see our cities transformed by the goodness of God. I want to see the kingdom of God come in Bernie, in Comfort, in Centerpoint. Come on, where are you at, Centerpoint? In Kerrville, in Bandera, in Spring Branch, in Bull Verde. We're going to dominate Pipe Creek with the gospel. With the gospel. It's not about a church. You see what I'm saying? But listen, what hap- how do we transform cities? Listen, here's what I've come to understand. Transformed people transform cities. Rewind the tape. Transformed people transform cities. Are you with me there? You see, it's not about a church or a pastor. It is about a people that have tasted and seen that God is good, that have been transformed by Jesus Christ, that are lit. (laughs) Yes, yeah, so that's the first amen I got from somebody. It's lit by the Holy Spirit that have been transformed by Jesus Christ. If we want to see our neighborhoods change, if we want to see our schools change, if we want to see marriages change, if we want to see the workplace change, if we want to see You fill in the blank. I'm telling you, it's going to come through transformed people. Transformed people 
transform cities. I found this verse in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. I do think we have that up on the screen. The kingdom of God is not a matter of what you eat or drink, but it is of living. You see, the kingdom of God is about living. Paul says a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Hey, let me ask you a question. Leave that verse up for me, guys, if you don't mind. Would you be known as someone who is a good person? Would you be known as someone, a person of peace? Are you known as a person of joy? All because of the Holy Spirit's work in your life. You see, guys, it's not a pastor preaching a sermon that's going to transform and change a city. Paul says the kingdom of God is all about us. Those who carry the gospel within us. It is about us living a life of goodness and of peace and of joy. Are you with me there? It's going to take all of us to see this city transform. Transform people will bring about transformation in our city. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Come on now. I'm a sweaty mess up here today. This is absolutely incredible. There, there, there was a verse of scripture that was a big one for us as we were starting this church. And by the way, Luke 19, 10 has always been kind of the, the vision that God gave us for what he wanted to do here. I want to find people far from God and restore them to the relationship they were created for. Listen, you need to know you've been created for a relationship with God. You've not been created just to have babies and occupy space on earth and to work 72 point whatever years of your life and retire and with nothing. All right. No, no. You've been created. You've been created for a relationship with God, the father. And if you're here today and you've never tasted and seen that the Lord is good, you've never said yes to Jesus. I'm telling you as great as you think your last 17 years have been without Jesus. I believe that, listen, there is a new day and the next 17 will be even better. If you'll just say yes to him, you may know what I'm talking about. Jesus is better. Jesus is better. The life that Jesus gives us is a life worth living. Amen. Christians make it dull. Christians make it boring. I'm telling you, Jesus said, I've come that you could have life and have it more abundant and full. This verse in Habakkuk chapter two, verse four, 14 has been a verse of scripture that has been a big one for us over the years. Can I read it to you? You guys like the word of God? Listen to what it says. For as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. Listen, in the book of Genesis, after God created everything, and by the way, God created this place. It was not a cosmic collision somewhere. It didn't just evolve and morph, okay? We were in an area this summer where we saw lots of baboons and monkeys, and they're pretty awesome. And they're like, you know what? They kind of act like that sometimes. And, but listen, we didn't evolve from them. They are not us. Okay. God created us. God made us. But we find early on in the book of Genesis, after God created everything and on the seventh day, he did what? He rested. But we find early on God giving dominion. He gives humankind dominion over the earth. Does he not? Adam, Eve, you guys are in charge of it all. 
Things were good for a while, then they screwed it up. And they're just like humans, things haven't changed since about day 12. I don't know what day it was, but anyway, a long time ago. But God gave humankind dominion over the earth. And his desire was that his glory, as it says in Habakkuk 2, would cover the earth. Hey, no pressure, but check this out, 1910. For those of us who are in Christ, we are the carriers of the gospel of salvation. We are the possessors of the spirit of the living God. And so check this out. God's plan has always been, even all the way back to Genesis, that we as his creation, as human beings, would be carriers of his presence. And through our carrying of his presence and through our comings and our goings and us influencing cities and schools and jobs and families and friendships, that we would fill this earth with an awareness of who he is. Wow. No pressure there, right? Man, so I don't know how you think when you read things like this, but here's how I think. Jason, how have you done there? Whoa. And there are some times in which I can look back and say, you know what? I think I, I think I did pretty well here. I loved the interview yesterday of one of the, 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 the college quarterbacks that his team won yesterday. I don't want to call them out. They beat Nebraska and Rocky Mountain High is a great song of, but the court, the, the, the interviewer said, Hey, give yourself a grade. He said, I give myself a B means that he, he did fairly well. Come on, come on. I, I struggled to get B's in, in, in school. Anybody else? Come on. <laughs> D for diploma was my motto. Amen. Hey, hey, it's not how you start. It's how you finish, right? Come on, somebody. But they said, I gave myself a B. I did fairly good, but I could have done better. You ever been there? And there was those moments in my life in which I can look and say, God, I think I, I think I was honoring you. I think I did exactly. But then there are also those moments in my life. Anybody else get your hand up in which I let God down? Come on. I missed a moment. I missed an opportunity to speak up for him. I missed a moment to, to right a wrong. I missed a moment to show compassion to somebody. I, I was just too busy and in a hurry. And, and, and ooh, I know you would never struggle with this. I honked my horn at somebody in traffic. Golly, I hate that. We need to do away with horns because it gets me in trouble. And then I got a sticker on the back of my truck too, and they know where I go to church. Hallelujah, Jesus, help a sinner like me, right? Listen, I want you to understand something today. This year, we're going to run hard after transformation, and we want to see your life change radically by the Holy Spirit of God. Why? Because our city needs transformation. Our city needs to be changed. And guys, it's going to come collectively as all of us, not one person or this great staff that we have here, as all of us get serious about the life change that Jesus has brought to us. And we begin to live for him. Now, over the next few weeks, I'm going to unpack that for you some. I, I want to share with you. In fact, next Sunday, I want to invite you to come back. This is kind of a, uh, I'm baiting you right now. I hope you come back next week because I want to share with you our word for this new year. I, I want to share with you a word that the Lord has given me that I believe is going to set the trajectory of this church. And, and, and let me just let you in on some cabin. I, I spent two weeks in a cabin in Colorado by myself worst decision of my life. 
no, 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 ESPN, no Hallmark, which was a blessing, <laughs> but just a moose out front and just the Lord. Solitude can kill a person, but it can also make a preacher better. Whenever you carve out time. And while I'm sitting in a cabin in Colorado, here's what the Lord reminded me of. He said, Jason, I've not called you to have church services. I've called you to get people to heaven. Now let that sink in. And I had to declare to some pastor friends of mine and to the Lord that I have been guilty of over the course of 17 years, more concerned about putting butts in seats than I have about getting people to heaven. Pastor Jared, you know what I'm talking about? It's easy, isn't it, bro? There's a pastor right there. It's easy to do that. Our calling has never been to have church services and to just gather people. What we've been called is to going to all nations, baptizing them, teaching them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe these things I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you, and high I am with you, even unto the end of the age. You're going to hear some things like that from this pastor. That is the trajectory this church is going to be on, because here's the deal. Your neighbors need the hope we profess and possess. They're hurting some of you are hurting here today. I'm telling you, your answer is Jesus. That sounds like a preacher, does it not? But I'm telling you, I've tried other things, and so have you. And you're still hurting. You're still looking for what is my contribution that I'm to make here in my lifetime. You're, you're still looking for an answer to a, to a problem that you've had for a long, long time time. I'm telling you, we are the carriers and God has placed us here, 1910 and other churches. We are not the only one. Hey, we celebrate what God is doing at the church down the road. You need to know that about this house. Okay. We're not jealous. We're not in competition. Our competition is against, remember the enemy, the devil, not people. All right. In fact, Hey, can I just, can I, can I read something else that I wrote? I pulled my phone out. I, I, I got to read this to you guys because this is just what the Lord showed me. And I want to unpack this more, but I just, and band, you can go ahead and come back up. Pastor Allen and team, they say, hey, what's our cue to come back up? I said, I don't have a clue. I'll just call your name out and wait awkwardly for, yeah, y'all go ahead and get up and move, right? There they are. Let's give it up for our worship team. Give it up. Here's the deal. I wrote these things and these are not in order, but I just began to just write things down that I think God was giving me. And I'm still unpacking some of this. Some of this makes perfect sense. But listen, if you're looking for a church that you can just go to and punch a ticket or get a gold star next to your name, check this out. 1910 is not going to be that church for you this year. Because here's what I'm going to do. As a care of the gospel and as a pastor I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And he's told me that it is time to empower you guys like never before so that you have the tools and the resources to go out and to live for him when we're not together. Hey, we're together for 70 minutes, maybe once a week. But what about the other 167 or 64 point, whatever, num you know, do the math that we're not together. 
How can Harvey Gare live for Jesus in Bandera and in the workplace? What are you going to do with him, Harvey? And if you know Harvey Gare, you know that he is a man that loves Jesus and is living for him. Billy, what are you going to do in your, in your industry or in your area? Hey, my goodness, Billy, you're on the front lines and helping people when they're hurting. Hey, how could you go next level, bro? And how could God use you in a mighty, mighty way? I call everybody's name out, but I've forgotten most of you. It's been three months, okay? So give me some grace. We'll, I'll shake your hand afterwards and we'll meet each other. But can I just tell you some things? Not in order, not in importance, but they're all of God. This church is going to be different is the title of this note. And it says this. This church is going to keep Jesus as the focus. This church is going to love each other. This church is going to extend grace. This church is going to judge no one. We stop right there, couldn't we? Let's go on. This church is going to serve others. This church is going to meet needs of people in our community. This church is going to make prayer a priority. Because Jesus said, my house should be called a house of prayer. This church is going to share our faith. This church is going to be a blessing, not a curse to our city. Come on, do I need to talk to somebody about your ranting and raving on next door neighbor? We're going to be a blessing to this city. We've not called to be a curse. We've not been called to throw stones and hurl insults. We've called to be Jesus. Am I making sense? Is this clear? Maybe I need to write in a different language. I don't know. This church is going to speak life with our words. You know that with your tongue, you can build somebody up or you can tear them down. How are you doing there? Listen, we're going to speak life with our words. Amen. I'm telling you, this may not be for you. We're not going to gossip and slander one another. We're going to pray for each other. And we're going to come alongside and point them to Jesus. Amen. We're going to believe in signs, wonders, and miracles in this house. And we're going to step into those. Listen, here's the deal. We as preachers have preached far too long. And when you look in the book of Acts, they preached, they taught, but it was accompanied by signs, wonders, and miracles. Come on, I believe that what our culture needs is not just another great alliterated three-point sermon, but what our culture needs to see is somebody delivered from the enemy. Our culture needs to see miraculous things happen. Our culture needs to see wonders that can't be explained or manufactured by man, but only by a great and awesome God who is still, who is still doing great and awesome and unbelievable, unimaginable things. Come on, somebody. Woo! All right, two more. This church, two more. This church is going to bring hope to a world in need. That's what your neighbors need. They need hope. Someone listening here today needs hope because you are hopeless. You're tired. You know how you're going to make it through. This church is going to be hope dealers. Hope, not coke dealers, hope dealers. 
I want a t-shirt that says dealer on it, on the back. No, be bad. We might get in trouble. Anyway, they'll talk about us anyway, right? We're going to bring hope to people in need. And then here's the last thing. This church is going to honor God. We're going to elevate Jesus and we're going to pursue the spirit of God. Come on, somebody. So that's who we are. Listen, that's what we're going to be about at 1910. That's where we're going. And that's what this house is going to be. I'm tired of having church. I'm tired of just gathering and singing three or four songs. I'm tired of just reading another Bible story. I'm ready to see the devil be upset because the church of Jesus Christ is waking up. The church of blood-bought redeemed believers are serious about being carriers of the gospel. We're serious about making his presence known. We want this whole hill country to be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. Come on. You've been rescued. You've been revived. You've been restored. That must mean that you've been brought back to life for someone or something greater. There is more. There's more. I love 17. Complete victory. Overcoming the enemy. The day of fresh beginnings and fresh starts. I hope that you'll join me on the journey. But if not, that's okay. Here's what the Lord has shown me. It's not about the numbers. It's about the right. It's not about the numbers, but it's about the right ones. Caleb, Caleb was 84 years old. Caleb was one of those 12 spies that went into the promised land. You remember that, Arnie? You remember that story? Joshua and Caleb going with 10 others to spy out the promised land. They come back with the report. Ten said no, but these two said go. Caleb was one of those two. You remember that? There was a land that he saw that he believed that God had given them. At around 84 years of age, I see Pops Tallarico. Pops, where I saw him earlier. Pops is here. Pops is Caleb reminded, reminded Joshua, hey, listen, I, the Lord told me this was going to be my land. And he says, I want it because I believe if God has called it and ordained it, he will make it happen. And Caleb, I love this story. I may preach it. Can I preach this one sometime? But Caleb and his armor bearer, his sword bearer, began to charge the hill of this land. And it was not the best. It was not the most fertile. You say fertile or fertile? Fertile. It was not that. There were enemies everywhere. But an 84-year-old man charges up a mountain, slinging a sword with one dude with him. I just know that if two guys can possess a land occupied by the enemy, what could God do with this house of 400 of us here today? I'm telling you, we're going to overcome. We're going to bless this city. We're going to possess, uh, 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 we're going to be carers of the hope of the Lord. We're going to speak Jesus. In fact, our team is going to lead us in a song that I love. It's very fitting for us to end with this song today. This is going to be our, our song. This is who we are. We're going to speak Jesus because we believe that Jesus changes things. And if you're here today, he'll change your life for the good.